Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Ellie and Jared podcast. I was just about to say, where debt is dumb and cash is king. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Dave Ramsey. Jared's been listening to a little, a little too much of him. Well, it's, I think it's great advice for people who are needing help with finances. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a show that Ellie and I listened to and still listen to quite a bit. But especially while we were in college and in our younger years of marriage, because now we've been married for 10 years. Woohoo! Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah! A little delay. Jared and I just got back from celebrating our 10 year anniversary. Maybe that's what the podcast should be about. Well, <laughs> we just got done celebrating. We have a lot of podcasts that are coming, but we enjoyed getting away. It was. One of our first trips away from the kids that didn't involve work, that was pure <laughs> vacation. We literally didn't vlog the experience. Ellie and, well, Ellie actually, I didn't really do any of it. Ellie filmed a bunch of clips on her phone. That turned into a vlog. <laughs> that turned into a vlog. So it's like, oh, did we really? No, we really felt like we got a break from vlogging and and that sort of thing. So it really was refreshing. We got to hang out with our friends, Bonnie and Joel and Allie and Thailand and taking a trip with them, I think was like the icing on the cake because they brought different elements to each day. And it was just so much fun. And we went to um, a place in Cancun. It was an adults only resort. And I have like, well, I guess we can get into it when we talk about that podcast. So I'll tell you later. Never you can, you mind. Can finish your thought. Uh, it was adult, an adults only podcast. <laughs> it was an adults only resort. Part of me missed seeing kids everywhere, and part of me wished that people would just liven up a little bit. But at the same it time, it was it's really like, dull. Yeah. But it was a good dull. Like people were literally yeah. just hanging out. The one part that was not dull was finding a DM of somebody taking a picture of us <gasps> walking down. Ooh the beach but then dming us and saying i see you i spy ellie and, and if they're listening i'm it, it's it's a there it's a funny line we'll have to talk about that too sometime i wasn't upset by any means but i was like oh i thought <laughs> say it hi was, next time yeah yeah i think that was it it was like oh i wish you would have said hi that would have been so fun but we've got people spying on us. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I thought I really did think it was cute. Okay. So we're going to talk about the 10 year anniversary and compare maybe some previous events to the 10 year anniversary, but we'll do that another time today. We want to talk about something that happens to all of us almost every single night, whether you remember them or not. Right. We want to talk about dreams and this happened to me just the other day. I told Ellie, I was like, I just had the most terrible dream ever. And she was like, was it the one where you were in school? And I was like, that's it. We want to talk about reoccurring dreams, dreams that happen to a lot of us, different dreams that Ellie has, different dreams that I have, because Ellie has some that I've never had before. And I pulled up what are some interpretations of those dreams. So we're going to get into the deep meaning of our dreams, our reoccurring dreams, and see why the heck we're even having them in the first place. So Ellie, why don't you tell us your most reoccurring dream? 
We want to take a quick second and thank today's sponsor of our podcast, which is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's what we use right now. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ooh, I have two that are that are the tops, but maybe I'll start with this one. I have a reoccurring dream that it is dark, that I'm in the water, the ocean specifically. And it's like never a pool. It's never a pool. It's like a big bay of water. So the ocean. Would you say you're (laughs) down by the bay? Down by the bay. Is it where the watermelon grows? I am in the ocean and I don't see anything, but I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm not stressed. I'm not struggling, but I'm in the water. And in my head, I think, if I breathe extra slow, I can I can survive and breathe in the water. So in my dream, Whoa. I'll be going down. I'm sinking down in the water, and I really slow, and that's my whole dream. But it's like a good few minutes wow. that I'm going deep into the ocean, but I'm breathing really slow. I'm not swimming. I'm not scared. I'm not overreacting. I'm just focusing on taking really slow breaths. So you don't see like any marine wildlife. You don't see whales or sharks. You're not being attacked. Nope. And it's nighttime and it's dark. It's not like pitch dark, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's dark. Like I'm in the deep water. Because when we, when we went on our cruise and we're out on the balcony at nighttime and we're looking down into the water, that is terrifying. Oh yeah. And I'm not terrified. Oh, but in my head, I know if I take a breath fast, like if I go like, I'll, I'll choke. You'll, you won't be able to breathe underwater, but I can breathe underwater if I'm going extra slow. It's like my lungs can know. Like in filter. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. So, but I have that dream very often. How often would you say? I would say at least, I'm trying to be really realistic, at least once a month for Mm -hmm. the last five years. So, five years. So, this started while we we were married. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't have this before I got married. Okay. Um, do you want to hear the interpretation that yeah. I found? Now, okay, let me preface this by saying these are just like Google searches. There's, I We don't know what the real interpretation is, but this is what people, scientists and doctors, have interpreted it. Um, there's are from a few various sources. We just think it's fun. So we're oh, yeah. doing it, okay? All right? We're all factual over here. Yeah. Let's read it. This There's a bunch of sources to back this up. Just kidding. All right. To dream of being underwater represents being overwhelmed by negative thoughts, emotions, or uncertainty. It may also reflect preoccupation with sadness, guilt, or fear. Difficult circumstances, overwhelming emotional turmoil. (laughs) Feeling that you are struggling. Difficulty coping with pressure. Overwhelming family or relationship problems. A very hard time (laughs) in your life. Feeling overwhelmed by problems. Consider the saying, deep trouble. Oh, but wait, there's more. 
Well, there's a different thing. That was just being underwater. So maybe people are having dreams where they can't breathe, where they're struggling. struggling. Let's talk about where Ellie is calm and breathing slowly. To dream of being the to dream of breathing underwater represents being overwhelmed by negative thoughts, (laughs) emotions, or uncertainty while remaining calm or confident. It reflects oh. a level head or intelligence while confronting negative emotions or facing stressful or uncertain situations. Keep cool or finding your strength during crisis. Okay. How on point is that? Yeah. I feel like you are the embodiment of that. You've of been stress and depression. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, and I've been I meaning mean, to confront isn't? you about that. Okay. But who isn't? I mean, everybody, everybody is busy. Everyone has jobs. If you have kids or not, if you're married or not, everyone has relationships or families. We all have stresses in life. We all have stresses. We all handle it differently. Over the last, I would say, 10 years, I've handled my stresses very, very differently. And I'm very happy with how I handle things. Differently than compared to when you were younger before married? No, I would say over the last 10 years, I've handled things differently than year one and year eight. Oh, so over the course of 10 years, you have changed the ways that you've done it. And yeah, year one is different than year eight, nine. Yeah. Got and it. like right now, I'm very happy with how I cope and right. figure out my stuff, ma- manage my stress and mm-hmm. frustrations and juggling. Um, but that is very. It seems like it matches. True. Yeah. I feel like because especially within the last, I don't know, four years, maybe five. Like there's been a lot of stress in your life that some people don't know about it. Some people we have, or some um, things we have logged about and talked about and expressed very publicly. Um, But I feel like a lot of the situations, the grace in which you handle things is very beautiful. Like the way you've handled things is like been very done very well. Um, And I think, taking that calm, slow, deep breath is like. I mean, I would much rather have a dream of that than something else that I'm going to share with in a minute. But like, I would much rather have like a calming dream than Mm -hmm. like a frantic. So stressful dream. So there's another layer. You choose to go underwater, right? Like you're floating. You said, Mm, no, it's not like I'm above water and I choose to go underwater. I'm already underwater. And I just all of a sudden appear that I'm in water and I'm like, Oh, slow I can breathe okay so there was there was this next part that you know if you have dreams where you're choosing to go underwater uh, it says this to dream of choosing to submerge underwater may reflect situations where you are choosing to confront a negativity or uncertainty in your life uh, choosing to be completely submerged in your problems Mm -hmm. woof I like the one interpretation of yours the best okay now uh, this is my dream and I have this a lot And I feel like a lot of people do, but I don't know if they have it to this extent. When I was researching this, it was one or the other. I have both. So (laughs) there's, there's two different dreams that I have, but it's the same scenario every single time. I have a dream where I miss class all semester long and then have to take the final on the last day. And it is so like emotionally draining in the dream. And I always wake up feeling so exhausted. The first time of this is eighth grade, Mrs. Moffitt's math class. Oh, sounds 
awful. It's very specific too. Like I know exactly where I am. I know exactly where my seat is in the classroom. I know exactly what my teacher looks like. I really liked Mrs. Moffat. She was really fun. And I did good in the class. I wasn't like the highest math that you could have, but of the math class that I was in, I did did fine. I wasn't amazing, but I did fine. So why I have this dream makes me wonder. So I miss class all year long. And then I, someone says, Hey, it's finals week. We have to take our final. Or I guess in, in middle school or junior high, it's like, you just have the last test. It's not like a, you know, so it's the last day of school. And I'm like, but I haven't been to class all semester. Like I need, I need note cards. I need notes. I need to study. Like, what do I do? And they're like, sorry, you've got to do it right now. And I'm like, oh, great. What am I going to do? This is the worst thing ever. And I'm freaking out and I get the test. And I like never really take the test in my dream. I see the paper, but I usually wake up. No, no, no. I don't usually wake up. I usually get the results of it. And it's like the worst. Like I do terrible. Like I, I hate it. And it feels so bad. Um, the next one. Sorry, I'm reading and talking at the same time. It's hard. I'm, like I'm trying to find the interpretation. Jared, I'm like, um, just finish your story and then we'll look okay. it up. So that was that was one example. The next example is at BYU where I went to college and I took, it was a chemistry class. And I remember the building that it was in. I think it's the Benson building is what they called it. And I remember the wood door walking into it and the green chairs that I would sit in and the desk is a part of the chair. And I sat down And it's final. Like, it is the final that I have to take. And I'm not ready. I haven't been to this class all year long. And I'm so unprepared and scared. And I know I'm going to fail. And it's just like, there's got to be a way I can get out of this. Or there's got to be a way I can retake the class or something. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Oh, I know. I'm like, I'm going to get a cold sore and I have a headache. So So this is... We don't handle stress well. No. So this is the interpretation of it. The dream often occurs in approximation with having forgotten or being concerned about forgetting to do something important in waking life. How often do I forget things? Oh, that could be maybe one of our biggest fights is like, it's just like forgetfulness, right? Procrastination. I have been really working hard at keeping a planner. Like ever since that video where I went to Staples and picked a planner, like I've been really working hard at that. That is a goal that I've been working hard on, but I still forget things. Um, Although I will add this note, guess who's been forgetting their wallet more and more and more lately. And I'll give you one hint. It's not me. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. It's Ellie. It's me. Ellie is always, okay, that's enough laughing. Ellie is always forgetting her wallet. And I finally feel like, now you know what it feels like. I know. Or now Now it's my fault. Now you know what it feels like. Yeah. So it's like funny. Okay. Next, the dream may reflect a sense of responsibility, duty, or choice where the dreamer knows what he should do, but is hesitant or reluctant to do the act. Do you feel, how would you interpret that? in our given situation right now. I would say that is so on point for you. Like, and I can't imagine this, the overwhelming heavy stress or responsibility on your shoulders and how you feel. Tell me in detail. Um, I don't know. Like what, <laughs> like, what life example are you thinking? Like of? I'm thinking 
I'm, I'm more vocal Mm -hmm. and Jared is not. And so sometimes I feel like maybe he doesn't have these emotions, but obviously he does. I feel like you may be overwhelmed with, you know, making a living for your family, thinking the future, um, you know, you have your wife that has the, you know, I mean, we all, we have these kids together, but it's like, you know, if I were to want more kids and, and more responsibility may be on your shoulders. Um, I can see how you could be just have so much on your mind that mm-hmm. you forget things and that you're scattered and then you're overwhelmed and then you're stressed and you have dreams. Yeah. One of the things that I thought about was like, reflecting a sense of uh, responsibility where the dreamer knows what he should do, but is hesitant and reluctant to do it. I've been thinking about vlogging and cutting back. It's like, I know what I, we need to do, but I'm hesitant to do it, but we've been doing it so far. And I feel like it's been really good. Yeah. Um, we had a comment, um, when we cut back some videos again recently, um, we had a comment that was said, you know, it's sad that Ellie, Ellie just does gets what she wants. And she says she wants to cut back and poor Jared. Um, yeah, poor you, me. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, I know my opinion and thoughts. Oh, well, yeah, I'll tell you what I think. And then you can tell me what you think. So, I mean, at the very beginning of this up until a year ago, it was what I wanted. This is, this is what I wanted. And you, and I, I did want it. Yeah, you did want it, but it was like my idea. This is something that I wanted to keep doing. Not just do, but keep doing. I wanted to do the daily videos. I wanted to do that. Cutting back was hard for me, but you were so supportive. You were so good to be alongside with me as we did it. Despite going through so many hard, stressful things in your life, you were there. And then it took about a year for me to realize that you're like, okay, I, I've done this. I'm good. I've told you for a year now that I want to cut back. And so it wasn't just me demanding no. something, getting my way. No. It, you know, months went by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we readdressed the situation. I love doing videos. Like yeah. I have enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. Ellie literally filmed while we were on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I also am really trying to listen to my body and mm-hmm. to listen to my instincts. Right. And to listen to my wants, my desires in life. And I am very happy right now. But I know that if I kept doing the the daily video my, I, I would just shut, I was shutting down, but I would shut down even more because it was just mental. It's, it's not the, Oh, it's so easy to pick up a camera. It's, it's, you're doing videos every day. So then you have more opportunities to work with brands. Then you're overwhelmed with a brand manager and then a brand company and then in videos and comments, like it's just, it's just, it adds up. And so I knew that I just needed to slow down. So yeah, I, I can't imagine I feel like one of the things that is hard to understand is that situation unless you've gone through it yourself. Yeah. It's, it's like trying to tell someone about a miscarriage if they haven't gone through it themselves. They don't quite understand exactly what it's like. And they can no, totally yeah, be They can be understanding yeah. Yeah, and empathetic, but um, unless you've gone through it, whether positive or negative, you, you don't quite understand. There's a certain layer, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, 
there's two sides to every story and Ellie has been so supportive and now I'm being supportive. Yeah. So you're welcome. So, so, so you are stressed though. Yeah. Cause you're having these dreams. Yeah. And, and this specific dream, I feel like about once a month is about how often, maybe once every other month. It's funny that when we talk about school starting and, um, the end of school, like your dad will get a cold sore every no September. Matter what. Oh yeah. yeah. Every September, just because he knows that school starting for people, he'll get anxious and stressed about for that. other people. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a wild. <laughs> and so I, I want to think if, um, finals week or anything has any impact on the frequency of the dreams, but I haven't really made that connection just yet, but I'll, I'm definitely going to think about that as I go. Um, a couple other interpretations of this is a change involving the end of something is imminent and there is a low confidence about the future. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> it is a time where regrets of past actions or inactions have been in, in mind, a possible prompt to n- not put off until tomorrow. What can be done today? The dream, when it comes in approximation with a significant date, such as a birthday, anniversary, school reunion date, dear, uh, date of death of someone significant, offers the doorway to the classroom as a metaphor to paths not taken. The recognition that a long time has passed without goals achieved. The dreamer is a reminder not to miss an opportunity or take a more active role in one's destiny. Now, yeah, I mean, those may apply to a lot of people, those other ones, but I feel like a lot of it is just like school is hard. And I'm having stressful emotions in my life. And those stressful emotions are manifesting as a memory that I had in school. There was one that was like super simple, um, super, super simple interpretation. Um, Where was it? I can't remember, but it basically said, you're going through a stressful time in your life. That was a stressful time in your life. So So those emotions are connected. Totally. Yeah. Before we get to our next set of dreams, I would like to take a minute and thank today's sponsor of the podcast. Today's sponsor is Ellie and Jared Books, where you can pre-order the brand new children's books from Jared Meekum and his dad, Craig Meekum, Pretty Penny and Her Very Best Friend, and The Boy Who Talked to Rocks. Now available for pre-order at books.ellieandjared.com. If you order one book, you will get access to all of the artwork, concept, and information as you progress further um, during the production time. Also, you will get a free audiobook of the story with times on when to turn the page so your kids can listen to the book as you go along. Not only that, if you get both of the books, you can get a discount on your order. You will also get the second audiobook. So be sure to check out books.elianjared.com to pre-order the brand new children's books, Pretty Penny and Her Very Best Friend, and The Boy Who Talked to Rocks. Um, hey, Ellie, what did you think of today's sponsor? Um, I love our sponsor. You've been working on that for a long time, and I'm really excited for everyone to see your hard work that went into these really, really sweet books. They're adorable, aren't they? They are. The artwork is just amazing. The covers, like they're thick and sturdy. The paper's nice. Like Jackson and Calvin love when we read these books to them. And the cool thing about The Boy Who Talked Rocks, it's it's like a story about Jackson, yeah. you know, and it's it's really sweet. And there's there's like a song poem in it that is, you know, I feel like, if this is something that I had when I was a kid, it would be a book that I would want to read to my kids when I was older. Totally. Books like The Giving Tree and um, I'll Love You Forever. I feel like those 
are these kind of books. Yeah, they're really sweet. Mm-hmm. So thanks, uh, books.elianjared.com for sponsoring today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, I would love to talk about the next dream. I feel like I, I feel like most people don't realize how much social anxiety I have. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a pretty confident person. I'm a very outgoing person. Right. And a lot of times when you're... I.e. the Tesla Cybertruck event where you were just rocking out with everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, I had so much fun. That was oh. like, I was in a really good element. I was like talking to random strangers. I was... I like, fell in love with you all over again It was night. so fun. I feel like I can adapt well to situations, but it doesn't mean it's always the easiest for me. Right. Um, I do get uncomfortable... I can get uncomfortable pretty fast. And I think it's just me just trying really hard to be outgoing. That mm-hmm. makes maybe people think that she's a totally extrovert or something. Um, but my, my next uh, dream would be when I was in, you know, I'm in high school, I'm walking down the halls. I see the rows and rows and rows of lockers. There's another hall. There's more rows of lockers and I just don't know what locker is mine. And I don't even know my locker combination. So I always go to the main office. I walk in and they always have to give me a paper that says, this is where your locker is. And this is your calm. It's it, like, there's nothing more after that. It's always the same. I see the lockers. I'm confused. I'm stressed. So I go in into the main office and then I get, I get my code and then that's it. Like there's no like resolution after that, like I don't go and find my locker after and open it. It's just, you can't I'm just stressed it. to even get there. And I feel like that's typical me. Like if I'm somewhere new, I am so overwhelmed if I'm by myself right. because I'm like, well, now what, now what? I don't even really look for myself. I just find the person to help me. Like if I'm in a store and I'm lost or I'm confused or I can't find something instead of like taking the time or confidence to go look around and find it. I just find a worker and, hey, where is this? And then they tell me. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. In fact, I think a lot of people struggle <laughs> with the opposite of that. They won't go ask, ask someone. Yeah. They're so prideful that they won't ask someone. They think that they can find it themselves, which is fine, but yeah. it's just like you are you might be wasting time. And if that. they're not prideful, maybe they're nervous to talk to people. <gasps> oh, yeah. So that is typical me. Like I feel like I'm pretty codependent on Jared. Like when we're out and about, like if I don't know something, I'm like, Oh Jared, maybe, you know, um, I do know just about everything. So it works. You're pretty dang, pretty dang great. So I have that dream a lot. I don't know if, if we look it up, if it talks, I'm, I can assume that it's just, you know, my anxiety is coming into my dreams is what it is. Are you ready for the interpretation? Sure. So you cannot find your school locker. Yeah. Almost all back to school (laughs) dreams can be connected to job stress. However, the one where you can't find your class locker, uh, is more specifically connected to the stress of not being where you feel you should be in your career or job. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is like painful to hear. It's like, but I, I feel great about where I want to be. This, this is reassuring for a few reasons. Do you want me to keep going or do you want to say that? Sure, you can keep going. 
Your locker is your place at school because it is designated for just you and your class is where you need to be and show up on time. When you can't find your locker or your class in a dream, it is a good indication you are feeling uncertain of your place at work or even uncertain of your career choice. In these dreams, we tend to feel the pressure of finding our locker and getting to our class before the bell rings. That's the slippery element of time showing up in our dreams again, which suggests that we feel time is running out on us in real life. Oh my gosh. And we need to get ourselves where we need to be in the career department before it's too late. I have this dream once a week. Once a week? I would say I have this dream often. Oh my gosh. Um, whether you can, whether you think it's true or not, and it relates to jobs, whatnot, this is what the interpretation says on Google. And yeah. uh, what is your interpretation? How, why do you think you're having it? I think it can relate to not necessarily a job, but my, whatever emotions I'm having. And then when I go to sleep, it just, those emotions connect. So mm-hmm. I'm like, just maybe overwhelmed. Maybe it does connect with jobs. I feel very kind of reassured that it talks about jobs because like we are making a lot of changes over the last year since we've had Tommy, we've made changes and right. that's been cutting back. It's been diversifying. It's been, you know, strengthening our relationship. You know, Jared and I have been married 10 years, but how many years out of those 10 years have we shared our life online? Seven. That's a, that's a lot, you know, that is a lot. Um, and like my, you know, our whole, my whole motherhood experience has been like shared openly. And as, as much as I love, have loved that. I've also have felt recently like a, a really strong desire to have some things to myself, like, and, and so maybe this does connect just feeling lost with Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. because I don't want to let people down. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, sometimes they say, you know, the negativity you hear the loudest, but a lot of my decisions are based on like some amazing people I've met over the years and the thousands of people that watch every day. Like I don't want to let people down and I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still very prevalent on social media, but you know, change is hard. Change is hard for both sides of it. Yeah. It's hard for you and it's hard for the people that have invested their time. Yeah. In, in what we do. So change is hard. Yeah. And, but we always have to ask ourselves, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And sometimes that fear is the only thing that's holding you back from what you want to do. Um, are you ever naked in these dreams? No, no that's not for my, I, I'm just, you don't care. I don't care. I'm not in the dreams, but no, are you? I'm not. Are you? Yes. <laughs> I forgot to mention that a lot of the times when I have these, um, dreams where I'm in school, I'm either in my pajamas or naked. Maybe not all the way naked. Maybe I have like a Merkin. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Not a Merkin. Like underwear or something like that. It's either pajamas or underwear. I don't think I've ever been 100% naked in a dream. But you're just like not yourself clothed. Yeah. And it's like, that's embarrassing. That Those are the two elements that I was talking about. It's like, crap, I'm embarrassed in front of everyone. And I have to take a final that I'm not prepared for. This is the worst dream of all the dreams that I could ever be having right now. So that was the other element that I wanted to bring up that I forgot. The other dream that I have that I I dream about having this dream. Like I wish I could have this dream more. And not many people that I know that I've talked to about this have had this dream. It's flying and just being able to fly. 
ever since I was a kid, all I've wanted to do is fly. Like seeing Superman is just the most incredible thing. That's why I like Dragon Ball Z is because they can fly and they can fly really fast. And so I remember the first time I had this dream and it wasn't that I was really young, but I mean, maybe, maybe junior high, high school, I had this dream. And since then it's been happening maybe once every three or four months. I have a dream where I discover that I can fly, but I have to like gear up for it. Like I have to like charge up and like go and like charge up, you know, the man of steel video where he like puts his fist on the ground and the rocks start circling around him and everything. And then he goes up like that. I have to like charge up and then, then I can fly and I'm flying all over the place. And it is the greatest thing in the world. Like nothing feels better than flying, but I'm by myself. There's no one around. There's no one who can see me. I go over to my best friend, Sean's house. I fly to his doorstep. I knock on the door and I say, Sean, you have got to see this. I have something that you need to see. Let's go into the cold. He lived in a cul-de-sac. So we go right into his cul-de-sac and I say, feast your eyes on this. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, Sean, just hold on. No, no, no. I promise, Sean. Don't like, don't, don't start walking away, Sean. I've got this. Okay. Hold on. Sean, don't go back inside your house. I promise I can fly. Like I can fly. Sean, I can fly. And then you go back inside. And you can't, dang it. And I can't. Like, and I tried to show so many people, but Sean was like the most important person that I was trying to show because he was my best friend. I couldn't fly in front of anyone. And so I was just like, so disappointing And it wasn't like immediately after that, like immediately after someone stopped looking that I could fly again, it took a little while longer. But once I was by myself, no one was watching, I could fly again. Most of the time now, as soon as Sean leaves or as soon as um, someone's not looking, the dream ends. So I'm not, I only fly like one really good time. So that like flying dreams are my favorite, but also terrible because it's left with disappointment. The interpretation says... Flying dreams fall under a category of dreams where uh, dreams known as lucid dreams. Lucid dreams occur when you realize that you are dreaming and then can take take control of the dream. Many dreamers describe the ability to fly in their dream as exhilarating, joyful, and liberating. Flying represents control. Uh, Flying represents a new perspective. It represents freedom, a spiritual connection. It represents escape, (laughs) an inflated sense of self. When you're flying, you may feel like a superhero. You feel invincible and undefeatable. Perhaps you think you are better than everyone and have a tendency to look down on others. After all, when you're flying, you are actually looking down on them. I don't think that's the case with me. There's there's a few paragraphs here, but um, if you are flying with ease and enjoying the scene and landscape below, it suggests that you were in charge and on top of a situation. You have risen above something. Flying dreams and the ability to control your flight is representative of your own personal sense of power. Um. I don't know if that's necessarily true because as soon as someone's around, I lose that sense of power, that sense of flying ability. Um, One thing that is interesting about that, they talk about lucid dreams. When I was a kid, I read a book called My Body Fell Off where a guy can do astral projection. So he can like lay down, go to sleep, 
and then his spirit can come out of his body and he can like go around and see things and do things. And was that a real book? No, no, no. I mean, it was like, it was a fiction book, but there are people who claim they can do it. And lucid dreaming is the way that you do it Mm -hmm. apparently. And when I was in high school, I read about lucid dreaming as much as I possibly could. So I could fly more. Like I researched it and tried to do it. I, I can't, I've never been able to do it. So if you are a lucid dreamer and want to tell me and teach me how to do it, please. I want to be on our podcast. Email us. <laughs> uh, Jared and Ellie at gmail.com. That is a real email address. Yeah. So that, that is my, um, the, the, the two reoccurring dreams that I have. Another one that I have that goes through like different dreams. Like it doesn't necessarily matter what dreams is, but I fall and then I wake up. Like I have that huge oh. sense of falling and then I'm, oh, I wake up and. There I am. Do you ever have that, Ellie, where you're falling? Not really. You never have a falling one? I mean, if I do, it's not very often at all. How often are you? we watching a show um, in bed at night, and I wake up and go, <gasps> All the time. That's me falling. Like, I literally fell 30 feet onto the bed and woke up, and I was right next to you. Literally, that happened. Yeah. I didn't know. You didn't realize that I fell through the roof? There's a hole in our roof. You didn't realize that? I was wondering why it was so cold. (laughs) So those are the dream interpretations that we have. One thing that I would love for you guys to do is I want to hear about your reoccurring dreams. Using Anchor, you guys can send us voice messages. We'd love to hear about your reoccurring dreams, uh, whether your interpretation of them or just the dream itself. I'd love to hear if they're different or similar to ours. At the same time, In preparation for another podcast that we were doing, we're going to be doing a podcast about pet peeves. So we would love for you (laughs) to send us voice messages. Tweet us at Jared Meekum or Ellie Meekum. Message us on Instagram at Jared Meekum at Ellie Meekum. And tell us what your biggest pet peeve is. We would love to hear that in preparation for another podcast that we are going to be doing very soon. Perfect. So dreams, they're crazy. They're all over the place. Do you... I mean, do you have any other ones that you want to talk about? I think that's it. Those are my main ones. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to give it a good review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Um, Again, you can listen to us just about anywhere. We thank you for taking the time to listen to us. And we hope you guys have a wonderful day and an even better restful night and dream. Thanks, guys. Bye.